0: and gentlemen, welcome back to the bathroom. My name is I.P. Freely, and you can check out my book, Peeing Outdoors, coming to the shelf soon.
1: I am Yo mom and I've lost 10,000 pounds on watch
0: waiters. <laughs> <laughs> and we actually, for the first time
2: in our podcast history, have a special guest. Special guest, who are you? I'm uh, Johnny Handsprings, 20-year veteran of Ringling Brothers and Barnum Bailey Circus. Trapeze artist. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah, this is the Con and Don
0: Variety Show. Thanks, guys, for tuning in for the next episode. And you are, what is your actual name for the guests at home? Adam Long. Adam Long. This is my dad, actually. Yep. So we figured he'd be a fun guest. He's lived a couple of lifetimes. like Lifetime?
2: hmm.
0: Yeah. Yep, got some good stories. So. Oh, Schmidley.
2: Oh, Schmedley. Oh, Thunderlips. Lips. Dad, what'd you do today? Well, we uh, worked in the coop putting some power in for the new dining. in
1: For those of you who don't know, the coop is the worship center at the camp that we work at. I guess we're right, the old worship center being converted into the new dining hall. Yes. We'll be ready summer
2: 2021.
1: Lord willing. Lord willing on oh, the great don't rise. All me, right. Me and Adam get to work side by side every day on the maintenance department.
2: Oh, yeah. Man, I wish
1: I could work with y'all sometimes. Man, it is so fun. Fun-filled
2: adventures.
0: Oh yes, the old slow ventures. Oh yeah, man. M- much laughs, very yes. Sweet, man, Donovan. What came out today? I will tell you what came out today. Goodness gracious, Godzilla.
1: Godzilla versus a Kongu. Kongu. Oh my gosh, it, this okay? The long-awaited film <sighs> of the year for me. Man, it
0: has been it has been a long road to wait for this movie. Much like our. Anticipation for this Snyder Cut, we have been waiting on Godzilla vs. King Kong. We watched King of Monsters a couple of months ago. Loved it. Fell in That's love amazing. with the movie. And Donovan's probably watched it five different times. I really
1: have. And I've talked about watching at least 70, but Connor always tells me no. Yes. Well, I've I Or else I would just get tired exactly. of it. Exactly. It's just, you have to wait for it. What yes. did
2: you watch four times? Uh,
1: Godzilla, King of Monsters.
2: Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. It's fantastic. It's, it's the sequel to the 2014 Godzilla movie. Mm-hmm.
1: There's 50,000 of those movies. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Now, Adam, I understand you saw the original.
2: No, I didn't see the original. Because you're I one old. when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah. Old man. No, nah, I saw one when I was a little kid. It was uh, basically a little Japanese fella dressed up in a Godzilla outfit. <laughs> trampling over um, claymation-type buildings. Ooh, that sounds fun. Yeah, and then, you know, people scattering. And it's got the the steel shot of the the, (laughs) the Japanese guy and the little little lady. (laughs) Godzilla! Yeah, they...
1: Godzilla! Man, that's that's so cool. How far we've come in making movies. I know. To where, like, you know, back then it was some Japanese guy in a suit. And then now, like, Godzilla's just... Massive, and he's got cute. big old thighs. Oh, big old thighs, cute little snout. His big little tummy. Thighs, cute little snout. He's got Steppenwolf eyes, too. Oh, he does! For those of you who listened last week, you heard us talk about Steppenwolf eyes, how they're so, so kind. Kind and just inviting. Yep. Godzilla's oh, got the same eyes. Steppenwolf eyes?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. You listen to the podcast, don't you? So You're nice. talking about
2: Justice League Steppenwolf?
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you watch uh, the Snyder
2: Cut? Yeah, it's four hours I will never get back. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> you can't say that here, man. What do you
1: mean? We are. We hold it in high regard. Now, you got to admit, it was better than the original. Oh, my gosh.
2: Original what? The, the Joss Whedon. Whedon. The Joss Whedon. It one. came out like, 2017. If you didn't see it, don't watch it. Okay, <sighs> so I, it took me two nights to watch this four-hour movie. Yes, and as I should. Pretty much uh, the Justice League destroyed Gotham City. <laughs> Leveled it. They <laughs> brought this box back to life from a cyborg, mm-hmm. yep. which they used to resurrect the body of Superman. Yes. They actually had to grave rob to get him oh, yeah. prepared. Put him in some soup, some Campbell soup. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Super soup. Wasn't it Aquaman? Put him in the... Man, I love yeah. soup. Because yeah. it's water and yeah. he doesn't get to do much in the city. All right, yeah. I, don't, I hope we're not spoiling anything here. I hope everybody out there. Oh no! If, no, if we've given if you, if you listen we to freaking podcast, ruined that
1: movie. last You just have week. to assume that we're going to have spoilers. Yeah. Right. Which now, ladies and
0: gentlemen, Donovan hasn't. I've seen most of Godzilla vs Kong, and I've I have about forty five minutes left in it. But you know, with schedules and everything, I couldn't finish it. Donovan hasn't seen it at all, so I'm gonna watch one. I ahead. will. I will refrain from talking about it because. It is so. It's been so highly anticipated in our house that we just want to
1: keep everything under wraps. But now the the important detail that neither of us have seen because you you said you have about forty five minutes left, yeah. there, right? Mm-hmm. So, I think that Kong is gonna win. No. If there's even a winner in the fight, I'm honestly really afraid that they're gonna have this <clears throat> other bigger monster come in, mm-hmm. and then they both have to like team up and take him down. Oh, and then they put aside their differences, you know, ape, reptile, and have to team up together to take this bigger monster down. But, Connor thinks Gojira will win. I, th- oh, no. I
2: Man, come on. No. I already know who won. I looked it up. Spoiler alert. <gasps> Iron Man came back and beat them both. <laughs> I was afraid Trap. of that. <laughs>
0: Not old Tony Stark.
1: Tony, Tony Stank.
0: Donovan... Let me quiz you. When was the original Godzilla filmed?
1: Uh, about a million six. Um, PC. B.C. B.C. <laughs> Whenever the Godzilla first started, six.
0: there was a guy. There was a Japanese man with a film camera. And that's it.
1: And his name was Adam Long.
0: Yep. Isn't that, that right? Went, you were there when Godzilla was created. Oh, right? yeah. yeah. It was the totally nuclear the power plant and whatnot.
2: I saw the, uh, the egg that he hatched from.
0: You're awesome.
1: You're screwing in light bulbs
0: across the way. Yeah. Then... <laughs> no, the original so the original Godzilla came out in nineteen fifty-four.
2: Oh, man.
0: It was directed by Ishiro Honda. And uh Did you say Honda? Yeah, Honda. As in the car Honda? Yeah, it's a it's it's a pretty, you know, common name in Japan.
2: <laughs> Assistant director.
0: It was okay. distributed by Toho Studios. <laughs> And it was actually released a, it was, I think it was released, yeah. So it was released a month early in Nagoya, and November 3rd, 1954, the year of our Lord, uh, it was released in Japan. It is only an hour and 36 minutes.
1: That's actually a lot longer than I
2: thought it'd be. Yeah, because it feels like older movies are usually really short. Yeah. I think you need to watch that one. Get back to the roots of Godzilla. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you gotta watch the original Kong. Oh yeah, not we the do. one with Jeff Bridges. I'm talking about like the black <laughs> and white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the the stop motion. Right? Stop motion.
1: Now, oh, yeah. While we're on the topic of taking Godzilla back to its roots, um, speaking about King of Monsters, so was the the monster's name is Ghidorah? Ghidorah. Ghidorah. Yeah,
0: um, it just it just killed me because we have the what was his name? Is it Ken Watanabe is the actor. He plays Dr. Serizawa. I'm not sure, but... Yeah, no, that's him. Okay, yeah. But he always pronounces the monster. He's like, Monster Zero, and Ghidorah, and Gojira, Godzilla. and <laughs> Mosura. Kongi. But when then people are like, Godzilla. <laughs> Godzilla, <laughs> and Mothra, Godzilla. Godzilla? Mothra? And yeah. then they're like, Ghidorah. And I'm like, no, it's Ghidorah.
1: Ghidorah. But yeah, what were you saying about Ghidorah? Um, so what I was saying is, so in King of Monsters, Ghidorah is trapped in the ice, right? Yeah. So, I, I'm curious as to whether or not, you know, a million years ago in, in movie time,
0: mm-hmm.
1: whenever, you know, Ghidorah had to get stuck in the ice at some point, right? Yeah. Now, I wonder if they would make a movie. I, I hope they would make a movie, go back to Godzilla BC, where they show that original <laughs> battle between Godzilla and oh, Godzilla And Ghidorah. Because obviously there's some type of rivalry whenever he comes out of the ice. Yeah, Godzilla knows. And you see, um, before the silly, silly humans interfered in their battle, whenever Gojira has Ghidorah in the water, he is tearing him apart. Oh, yeah. That is his turf. Yeah. And Ghidorah is in the ice whenever they awake him. So maybe a million or so years ago, God, Gojira... J-j-j- don't worry about it. it's okay it's okay yeah. I'm thinking so it's pet hard peeve. about it it's pet anyway peeve. maybe he won that battle back then yeah I think that would be awesome to see man
2: yeah, yeah, that would go. be really good a backstory a backstory yes yeah, yeah a prequel to Godzilla <clears throat> where did this ice actually come from cold
0: water hmm is actually what ice is did you know that hmm or maybe the Ghidorah just took a, took a nap and the ice age happened Yeah, that would be hilarious if they're like, man, I wonder how it happened. And then it like flashes back and it's like, he's like just moseying along. He's like, here's good. Yep, here's good. And he just curls up and it's like, and he's frozen for for, forever. Him's got CP.
2: Him's got CP. Oh, CPans. Oh, CPans boy.
0: (laughs) So Donovan, let me give you some more trivia. How many Godzilla movies are there? There's seven. No. Okay, what I guess. How many? Oh, get D- You are looking at my Wikipedia page, are you? No. Okay, well, how many are there? Eleven. You're both so wrong. High or low? You are
1: low. 39. Was that high? No, I'm not going to say. Oh. I'm going to say 25. There are 36. Whoa.
0: Godzilla films. 32 of them being produced by the original studio. Really? That's crazy. Yeah.
1: Are they all like sequels to one another?
0: I think it's more of like I think I guess it would be sequels, but I think it would also be like Godzilla Godzilla versus Mothra, Godzilla versus Ghidorah, Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla.
1: You
2: know, was I wonder it, was it Godzilla and Die Hard? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Very thing of Bruce Willis.
2: Oh. <laughs> I get those two mixed up all the time. It's okay, man, it happens. Welcome to the party, pal. Welcome to the party,
0: pal. That is, a, that, is a, that is also a good movie. Bruce yeah. Willis and his bare feeties. Be- oh my gosh, that is my biggest pet peeve with that ding dang film.
2: Mm. And Stepping on Glass.
0: Oh my gosh. Bare feeties.
2: You just knew it was coming.
0: Yeah. He just runs out of the bathroom to go save the day in a wife beater and no shoes. And you're like, man, just take 30 seconds, put on your boots, and you would have been scotched the whole movie. Yep. You know who wouldn't have gotten glass in his feet? Gojira! That's who we needed to freaking decimate Hans Gruber. That's right. Why did not we say him him? Anyways, so one of my, I was actually at Aaron's house tonight, and her dad was talking about the Godzilla song, which is a very good song, for those of you who have not heard it. Who
2: sings that? That is Blue Oyster Cult. You know for the longest time who I thought it was? Who? And this is gonna sound stupid. Mm-hmm. The Beastie Boys. No, I thought that too. Okay. I don't, yeah, we're I don't on the feel same thing. It's not so bad anymore. Huh? Yeah.
0: I, was, it, I don't know. It just has like a Beastie Boys vibe to it. Yeah, yeah.
2: a Beastie Boys vibe to it. <laughs> okay. It was
0: released in 1977. It was on an album from the album Spectres. And it was released as a single in 1978. How old
2: were you then? Uh, uh, 1978. Yeah. I was four ah oh, yes oh.
0: with oh. those four that makes four
2: we guess the reference if you
0: actually okay no one actually say it. if you know that reference shoot it to us and we'll talk about it next week man Blue Oyster Cult's a very good band I don't listen to enough of them I really only know Godzilla and Don't Fear the Reaper
2: oh that's what that is yeah more I mean, cowbell I think so yeah 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 that's it that's right Got a fever.
0: And the only cure it's is more cowbell. Cow wow. Uh, w- wow. <laughs> two mice. To the bad cream. And one of them drowns. Which one are you? <laughs> what movie is that from? Uh, Catch me if you can. can. Yep. Mm. Another good movie. Leonardo DiCaprio. Two mice. Two mice. All right, Dad, so a more focused discussion. Yeah. <clears throat> so what was one of your favorite pastimes growing up?
2: Uh, that would have to be skateboarding. Skateboarding. Um, growing up, like uh, elementary to middle school, I played baseball. I mm-hmm. loved baseball, and I uh, was a pitcher. And.
1: Not a bellyacher. Huh. Not a bellyacher.
2: Not a bellyacher, but a. A pitcher. A pitcher a belly, of what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a pitcher. I. I, I That was one of my favorite things to do in baseball, but um, the whole organized sports, you know, playing on the same team with somebody, I was just kind of being an introvert. Yeah. It didn't really help, so I got a skateboard for Christmas, fell in love with it. I was outside one day, and it got away from me, and a car ran over
0: it. Oh, no. Uh,
2: Heartbroken. What kind of board was it? It was a Nash Executioner. It was a cheap board, but... Still a lot of fun. Is that like the equivalent to a Walmart board now? Oh, yeah. Like a Kryptonite or a Dark Star? I actually came from a little, I think it came from Otasco. Otasco? That was a little (laughs) store back home in Griffin. That's where we used to go. That's like the mom and pop version of Walmart. Sweet. But, uh, yeah, and uh, I got one after that and just fell in love. Do you remember what your next board was? Uh, Yes, it was a real Joe Thibod.
1: Oh, nice. Yes.
2: Yes. Now, how old were you when you got the first skateboard? The Nash? Mm -hmm. I probably couldn't have been more than eight, ten years old. Oh, wow. Yeah. But I knew then I love it. Yeah. But it was probably just a couple or three years after that that I got a a better skateboard. And, you know, there wasn't a lot of kids at school that rode, there was just a few of us. Yeah. So we kind of fed off of each other. You know, we'd find little spots throughout Griffin and you know, did mm-hmm. a lot more falling than actually landing stuff. Right. I mean, that's yeah. just how it goes. So that's just the fun in it, you know? Yeah. I
1: mean, yeah. My first board was a Kryptonics board, which is, Kryptonics. is basically a Walmart board. Oh, yeah. And yeah. so, But I was so glad I got one of those when I was like 12. Yeah. Because I skated for maybe like three months and then just put it away. But if I'd spent like $100, $150 on a board and then put it away just to like sit there and gather dust. and. Oh, yeah. Just that's lose horrible. quality. Yeah. It's just That's a crime. Yeah. yeah. Big time. But I picked it back up, and I'm actually like, you know, I got the bug, and I'm just yeah. like putting stuff toward it. Yeah.
0: And I you've been, like, I've seen clips, like, you're doing really good, man. Well, thank you. Yeah. yeah. It's good, like, because around this snowbird community, we have a lot of guys that are getting into skateboarding, and it's really good, because, you know, me and Dad originally lived in Griffin, Georgia. That's about 45 or so minutes south of Atlanta. And there was a good skateboarding scene there, like especially yeah. when I was growing up.
2: There was a lot of kids back then.
0: Man, it was it was good, like yeah. going up there.
2: I mean, it was kind of a mixed blend. You know, there was the ones that were the deviants, drug induced, and then there was the other, you know, group of kids that we kind of kind of drifted to. Yeah, yeah. That were sober minded and just loved riding, and uh, it was fun. Yeah, I man. That skate park was pretty awesome too.
0: Oh yeah, good skate, skate park, and of course, right as we left. They have renovated the whole thing and now it's phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Like, it's <laughs> the best skate park within like a 20 mile radius. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's was it was really
2: better good. Than the Peachtree City one.
0: Oh, yeah. That Peachtree City one was never fun. For those, if you are listening to this and you're from anywhere around there and you know the Peachtree Skate Park, the one in Griffin has sur- surpassed that. Like, it's really good. Oh, yeah. Like, they Absolutely. resurfaced the ramps, they added new stuff. There's a ton of, like, they <coughs> used the space so well. Right. So like growing up, was there a community like, I and mean, what what year did you like start skating like, cause like religiously like, like, like really hitting it hard yeah
2: about ninth grade okay see I had a a, a BMX bike it was a Swin Predator that Ooh. got me for Christmas and I loved that too <laughs> so I was kind of like in between uh, freestyle BMX and skateboarding right and uh, hey, mortal enemies. Quick shout out. I don't know if this guy will ever hear this, but his name was Stu Bowles. He was the guy that taught me how to do uh, flatland. Loved it. (laughs) Loved doing all that. But the skateboarding, I still had a really big passion for. The scene, it wasn't very big. Mm -hmm. There was younger kids that kind of like gravitated towards, you know, like, hey, you know. And we all used to go to... uh, Taylor Street Middle School.
0: Oh, yeah, dude. Even, like, I grew up skating in
2: Taylor Street. Yeah, that was a place. I mean, there was just so many things that you could do right oh, there in yeah. that one area. And uh, if you ventured out of that, you were bound to be harassed by Griffith City police officers. Oh, goodness so, gracious. The never-ending struggle. Yes. Oh, man, it was It was comical to see them, you know. <laughs> probably, <laughs> but, like, there was this one time, I don't know the guy's name. But he was pretty good and went to high school. And he graduated a couple of years before me. But we were riding. A police officer pulls up. He's asking for ID. So I give him mine. And this guy, I wish you knew his name. He was like, I don't have my ID on me. So the guy's like, all right, what's your name? He said, Tony Hawk. It's just like real serious. <laughs> and, the guy, and the officer's like, yeah, yeah. And what's your, uh, what's your address? And he was just uh, hey, 54 Sycamore. You know, it just made up something. Yeah, was <laughs> officer's like, well, okay. Well, you you guys can't be skateboarding here, so you, you got you got to move on. <laughs> so as we were walking out, I gave him a high five. I was like, that was awesome.
0: Oh man. man, I I will never as if like if you start skateboarding and you're like, man, this skate park or this driveway isn't doing it, and you start street skating, you have two things destined in your future: a lot of injuries and cops. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like never ending. You could just be taking. A couple of buddies to just push around a parking lot, and a cop will come up and be like, "Hey, what y'all doing?" And you're like, "I mean, I don't know if your eyes work, but we're definitely skateboarding." And he's like, "All right, we well, get out of here. You can't be here." And you're like, "All right, whatever." So then you go to the next parking lot, get kicked out of there, and go back to the other one, and you just
1: spot hop all day. Well, we went to a parking lot, uh, me and Connor, not too long ago, where there was this three stair that you were trying to jump. Yeah. And. You know, there was a sign there, but it was also, like, 11 at night. and yeah, there, there was were, like not, three there, was, signs. there was not going to be anyone there. No. But uh, he was trying to do this three-stair, and I was uh, getting video for him. And then this guy just starts, like, he was, like, booking it in our direction. And so we just kind of stopped, picked up our boards, and we're standing there. And so we, like, both waved at him. He was like, oh, it's okay, bro. I'm not a cop. And we're like, okay. I didn't think PT cruisers were cop cars, but uh, okay. Yeah, and then he just... Drove along, like, mm. uh, uh,
0: he like, dude, be careful. Like, look out for cops. And we were like, thank you. Yeah, look out yeah. for the two cops in
1: this town. <laughs> He's like, I better get over there really fast to tell him to look out.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, if he would have been like, dude, I just saw a cop, like, coming down the road. Like, he usually stops here. That would have been stellar advice. Like, I love people like that. Oh, yeah. You encounter them every now
2: and then. I think, Yeah.
0: Now, I think as far as skateboarding goes, like, in, like street skating and stuff, one thing that is almost worse than cops are security guards.
2: Well, really? they think they're cops.
0: Yeah, and they like, <clears> but <throat> so, they aren't. So that yeah. like that headspace is just really bad to interact with. Yeah. No, like there, So there's one time me and my buddy Camden Pritchard. If you're listening to this, he'll remember it, which I don't think he will. But anyways, we were going to skate uh, the Griffin High Stadium. There's some.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah. It
0: looked like some stairs and like some big flat concrete to do some flat ground on. Yeah. It was a hot day and it looked shady. So, of course, you know, one of the skateboarding mantras is never stop hopping fences. So, we go there. Did you hop the green fence? Yeah. Okay. No, so we hopped the gate. We went straight over the gate, threw our boards over. And, big advice if you are not really motivated to climb a fence to skate a spot, throw your board over first. So you just have to and go over. And then you have to go over there. And once you're already over the fence, yeah. you're like,
2: oh, that's it. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're in now. I mean, and if you... your buddy's trying to bail, throw his board over.
0: Exactly. Right. So we got over. We're just goofing around. Just, you know, a couple of flat ground tricks. And we hear, like, a, this thing pull like this vehicle pull up. And we're like, oh, crap. Like, this is it. Like, we got we to gotta book it. So I'm going to try to paint a, men- a mental picture for you. So you know how a wheelchair ramp works? It's like a little switchback. Well, in this... In this stadium, there was, like, a wheelchair ramp that started, like, probably 40 feet higher than the stadium floor. So there was a big wheelchair ramp. And as it went down, there was a wall. So if you stood at the top, there was a wall that went straight down into the next, wheel like, path. So what we did is we, like, hopped over the little fence, hid in the corner... And we could hear, like, it was either a groundskeeper or a security guard or someone just poking around up there. Groundskeeper Willie? Grounds, oh, groundskeeper Willie. <laughs> but we were like, we were scared to death. Right. Because we were just, we were just kids. And we're like, all right, we're, we're, like, all right, where is he? Like, I can't see him. Like, so we're peeking over, and this person's just walking around hauling trash or something. I think it was a groundskeeper, like, just a maintenance dude for the city. And we were like, all right, we gotta book it. Like, he's gonna come down here. Because he started walking our direction. But we were like,
2: what are we gonna do?
0: So my friend bugs out. He starts taking off down the path. I'm like,
1: where are you going? Man, I bet you the groundskeeper had his board in hand ready to shred.
0: <laughs> he was looking for some buddies. That hey, was man. that would be an interesting turn of events.
1: That'd be wild. But
0: eventually, so he like walks into this shed. So we like scale this five-foot wall with another four-foot fence on it. So we hop over that. And you know that little maintenance shed right at the front? Like right yeah, across yeah. the Taylor Street steps. So we go behind that into these briars and ivy, and we hop over the green fence. And the green fence is like eight. Oh, it's,
2: it's every bit of eight to ten feet.
0: Yeah. So we like, we, he climbed up to the top, and I pass my board to him, and he just sets it down on the ground so it doesn't you know toss yeah. the board or make a loud racket. We we felt like we were Mission Impossible, so we were climbing over there, and then I get to the top. And I'm perched on it like Spider-Man. Not like my legs hanging off, like my feet were on the fence. Because it was, it. there was little barbs on it. It wasn't a barbed fence, but like the chain mail, chain yeah. link. So I jumped down, so i land, ball, ball on my foot first, and just smash it. And I was like, oh, gosh! And it was bruised. And I, I, I was remember like, that, because you limped for yeah. a while. And that's what it was. Yeah. Other than, like, Griffin, did you ever go to Atlanta?
2: Yes. You get to a point to where you skated everything in Griffin. So, so they decided, hey, man, let's go check out another scene. And the first thing that popped in my head was Atlanta. So I remember the one of the first times we went up there to ride. And guess who the very first person we saw other than ourselves riding? ride? Tony who? Hawk. Come on, I'm going to let you guess. I'm sending it to you right now. Who? Kareem Campbell. The Cheerios dude.
1: Oh, Cheerios guy. Yes. The Cheerios guy? There oh, man. was this kid
2: who wore a yellow shirt that said Cheerios on it, and he was a phenomenal skater. So, being up there for the first time, you know, just trying to try to get the feel of the place, we kind of followed him, you know, mm. and he was, he was pretty chill about it. He didn't really care, and then eventually, there was about 15 or 20 of us, and we would just ride oh, that's the all over the city of Atlanta, so a big all there, you know, the Florida spots. Um, oh, the IBM building, the big uh, the big hump at yeah. the old Southern Bell building. Oh, yeah. I've always wanted to skate that. big flat steps. Oh, man, it was so much fun. But, uh,
1: Did y'all always call him the Cheerios
2: guy? That, I never knew his name. I just, every time I saw him, hey, Cheerios. <laughs> but He's he like, wore yeah. that shirt all the time. That's so uh, cool. I would, too. Yeah, I
0: mean,
1: that's a pretty, you know. Oh, yeah. look, there's the Cheerios guy. And I mean, no one ever has to know your name. If if they already call you the Cheerios guy, you just gotta wear the shirt yeah, all just, Oh, yeah, it.
2: I mean... He had it on, so you're just you're stuck with it. Right. But one of the really cool the 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 one of the uh, big memories that I had was like we would ride this one Marta station. It was probably two blocks from the varsity and it had this incredible stair with this, this handrail, which they eventually put those they welded the balls on Oh yeah. They tried to keep us off of it. Oh. But Marta cops, they would be hiding like in a corner. And we're just, you know, <laughs> ripping it up. <laughs> And then one guy would go, Hey, 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 he's back, he's back. So we would stop riding and we'd see him and we'd get his attention and hey, what's going on? So he'd start chasing us and we'd go around the block <laughs> and we'd come back and ride some more. So we <laughs> made I mean, there a the couple of times we made a whole day of just doing that. But, <laughs> like Tom and Jerry. Yeah, yeah, it was really cool. But the skate scene uh, during that time in the early to mid nineties in Atlanta, it was it was a lot of fun. You know, it was just really mm-hmm. laid back. Um yeah, it was just it was just incredible, man. You know, yeah. kind of opened the door to, you know, things that like a, like the scene that you don't have a grip in Griffin that you have in Atlanta, mm-hmm. and the things that you've always wanted to try to do mm-hmm. here it is. You know, this gigantic concrete jungle, of handrails and stairs and ledges, and they're all marble, so you don't have to. Oh yeah. You don't have to wax anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's so beautiful. And uh, I got a, I got an opportunity to ride a couple times with uh, Thomas Taylor. The guy that owns Stratosphere? Uh-huh. I remember when his store was just a little storefront and a little five points. And uh, I remember buying a board from him the first time. Yeah. It was a Torque skater. Oh, Torque. And uh, it, that that guy is just, he's an incredible dude. Just really awesome guy and f- phenomenal skater. Oh, wait, he still is. And how yeah. old is he now? I don't know. He's, he's a little, little older than me, but... 50-something, maybe? Probably. But yeah. he's worked hard his whole life, you know. Oh, yeah. a little storefront mm-hmm. to what it is now. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're, you know, with his son, Grant, they're global, you know. They're, yeah. They're known throughout the world, but. Oh, yeah. And it, it was just a little shop in Atlanta. Yeah. it was. I mean, you, you could, if you went by it too fast, you wouldn't even know it was there. Mm. Yeah. Now it's a, like. That's crazy. You drive down
0: that street. I don't know what street it is, but you can see just stratosphere skateboards. this huge, like. Yeah. There's murals all over the place, just big skateboarding po- posters of Grant. And his, like, signature shoes. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, it's man. it's awesome. We got to take a trip one weekend. Oh, heck yeah,
1: man. Like, oh, it yeah. is.
2: If you guys ever go back to, like, your... do y'all go to Canton? Yeah. It's probably 30 minutes from there. It's worth it's, oh, the it's yeah. trip. We're definitely going there. It's worth the trip. Man. Yeah.
0: yeah. It's, like, it's like, basically, like, if you grew up skating, like, the southeast, like, Atlanta, like, around there, like, Stratosphere, Little Fives, that was, like, the mecca, like, Oh dude We're going to Strat this weekend When you're in yeah. Atlanta Like Or there's a skate competition You'd go to you go to the competition Go by Stratosphere And go skate And that was like That was the life Yeah I, I never really got involved With skating in Atlanta <clears throat> but Just cause like When I was coming up There was Like the
2: scene in Griffin Had just blown up To where there were A lot of us I remember Going to a Griffin City Council Meeting With that kid Jack That I mentioned earlier, earlier. And we petitioned, hey, you know, you got this big piece of concrete at the city park you're not using. You know, won't you do something with it? And they were like, yeah, we don't want to do nothing with that. We're just going, we got other plans for it. And some years later, mm-hmm. what do we got? The awesome skate park. An awesome skate park. It was really cool, you know. And they they kept it. They maintained it, you know. Yeah, they did. They, like, the, I remember we had a, that kicker ramp
0: that I love skating. Oh, yeah. And then one yeah. day, it disappeared. All of us, all the skaters there, there was, like, probably... 25, 30 of us that like just filtered in and out mm-hmm. and we were so mad because the kicker was gone but then like two months later they gave us a brand new one yeah so City was looking out for us oh yeah it That's great. bad so anyways dad like to kind of almost conclude the episode uh, would you like to drop any sage advice on us some sage advice yeah some, some good <clears throat> old man well? wisdom
2: old man wisdom hey wait a minute I'll take it yeah uh, <laughs> I have noticed that there have been a lot of relationship, relationships bloom at SWO, and I think there's two guys oh, yes. in the room with us right now that are in relationships as well. <coughs> so, that's that's oh, me. Oh, he's talking to us. He's talking yeah, to us. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's they, talking about the bug on the wall. Oh, uh, the bug on the wall. That was talking the two combs that you hung up early. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Gregory, now, I would, I would say here. that um, if it gets to the point where you guys are like, ready to propose or you want to make it, you know, to the next level. If you ever become, if, if marriage is the outcome of your relationships, as she, you it know. is with relationships at Swo, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, I would strongly advise to love each other daily. Tell each other that you love each other every day. Uh, stay in the word together. You know, read that Bible together. Pray with each other. Uh, Make that the pinnacle of your marriage, you know, because it's in this generation, uh, it's almost, uh, it's almost uh, kind of required in certain types of environments and and demographics to get divorced. It's almost becoming like a novelty Mm -hmm. for for people to get divorced because I don't know why. I have no idea why that is. It's sad. But, you know, marriage is a covenant you know it's a, it's a testament and it's a, it's a, an oath that you are you know given to your significant other and you're doing this in front of your lord as well yeah. you know so i could see that happening a lot with uh the relationships that are going on mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. now and I, it's exciting to see you know i mean i'm, I'm just really um joyful to see all these, you know, yeah, these young men and women. I can't call them kids because they're there's just there's such a level of maturity mm-hmm. that uh, I'm very proud to know that and I get to work with them. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So that would be my advice. Well and I think too um, which this is
1: more so in like teenagers but still I guess outside of the snowbird culture. I, I know I saw it a lot at Marshall where uh, people just kind of date just to do it. Like, oh, yeah. you're not in a relationship, but you want to be in one. Well, throw a rock, whoever it hits, date that person. Right. Yeah. And it just kind of like, it really encourages an environment of dating, break up, move on to the next person to where you're just kind of chain dating. And then people get in that habit of, of breaking up with someone or not dating, dating someone just for pure entertainment rather than pursuing marriage. Yeah. You just and then whenever you do marry someone, you're so used to that habit of dating, break up, dating, break up. Yeah. That once you're married to this person, you're like, all right, I'm ready to move on to the next. And that's where I enjoy Snowbird where um first they push to glorify God in your relationship. Um but also like they show that you shouldn't just date someone just to date them. Like right. you're dating them because you want to push each other closer to the Lord. Um, you want to be this someone who pushes you closer to the Lord and you um, want to push them closer to the Lord and that's what it's based off of like what you're saying.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I also appreciate the encouragement from the the pastors and the elders. hmm You know, at, at Snowbird and Red Oak, you know, they take it very serious too and uh, what a great example that they give to the young people there that are, you know, entering into relationships and eventually we'll get married, you know? Yeah. Uh, if you're in a relationship, one of two things is going to happen. You're either going to get married or you're going to break up. Yep. And if you're taught well and if you're taught correctly and biblically, your marriage is a lifetime. Yep. You know, you take the good with the bad. Yep. But like you said, and you see it so many times on Facebook, these people get divorced and then just a few months later, hey, I'm in a new relationship. I can't believe it. I'm so happy. I'm so excited. And I'm like, No, you're not. wonder how long that's going to last. Exactly. So, you know, I just really just have to not look at stuff like that because it's just, it's sickening. I can't, I mean, that's just the word I can think of right now because I don't like it. So, yeah. I mean, you're just,
0: when you're dating like that, you're just appeasing flesh. Like there's no. Oh, yeah. Like the simple fact that, I remember when when I first came to Snowbird as a camper, you know, being 16, 17, and just hearing that, you know, the focus of a relationship should be the Lord and that your personal holiness comes first was just shocking. Yeah. Because, you know, thank- thankfully I had two good parents backing me up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two good parents. Two good parents. You know, that they were just pushing me to like, you know, you do not need a date. Because there was like when I was, you know, like when you're growing up, like there's just a push to... Yeah, being in a relationship, dude, it's so fun. Like all your friends, all your all your closest buddies are like, "Oh yeah, man, being in a relationship's so fun." You're like, "Oh dang, like I guess I need to be in one too." Mm-hmm. And then, you know, your parents are like angering you down and then you're like, "No, that is dumb." Mm-hmm. And then, you know, finally getting to date someone, you're like, "All right, you know, they were right, you know, right? Every kid has that thing where you're like, "Man, my parents were right." Yeah. You know, telling me to pursue personal holiness first and make sure that my relationship with the Lord was strong. Like at, at the point, like really, uh, maybe a month or two before I started dating Aaron, you know, I was completely content with being single for the rest of my life and just devoting my life to service to the Lord. And I think once I was like down to my deepest, like spirit, okay with that. And I was like, man, that I'm content with that decision. Like, that's that's going to be awesome. I cannot wait to do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was when I started talking to Aaron and it blossomed into a, a really awesome fun
1: relationship. Yeah, one of the the Snaff Snaffers. Staffers at Snowbird. Um he was my community group leader uh this past summer, but whenever I was wanting to pursue a relationship with Elizabeth, who I'm currently dating now. Um yes, thank you. All around. Um but he said That you know you're ready to date someone when you're okay with being single the rest of your life. And, like, what he meant by that was, like, if you're looking to date someone because you're trying to find some sort of satisfaction elsewhere, then that means your satisfaction isn't fully in the Lord. Mm -hmm. So until you're okay with being single the rest of your life and you're finding all of your satisfaction in the Lord, um, until you find that, you're not ready to date right and so it took him saying that took a lot of like prayer and um Connor <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of the word Really like, like self-examination self-examination <laughs> yep a lot of prayer a lot of self-examination right um, it's good it's just a good reminder to put out
0: there
2: yeah and thanks Man, for sharing with us, Dad. Even after 23 years, I'm so in love with Tiffany. That it,
0: Tiffany is Adam's wife and my mom.
2: Man, she is awesome. My bonus is And she's smoking mom. hot, too.
0: <laughs> I'm sure she'll love to hear that Oh yeah Does mom
2: listen to the podcast?
0: Well she will Oh yeah <laughs> My man's on there Oh I need to listen to
2: it I ordered my pliers
1: on I ordered, I ordered my pliers on <laughs> Corner get your fishing floors Down in my corner Corner You know I don't sound like that <laughs> Like well Just gotta come on the podcast <sighs> And listen to yourself That's right Perfect
0: <gasps> Ooh To maybe yeah. next week <laughs> That's a Man, good idea, actually. I think that I, just about does it for our outline.
2: <laughs>
0: Sweet. All right, everybody. Here's some homework for next week. So, as you know, hopefully, if you've listened this far, thank you, first of all. You know, I I look on our hosting website and I see that the average listening time goes all the way to about half the podcast and then half the audience drops off. So, if you've made it this far, you have done us a huge service. It, Promotes us even more um, and gets the coverage out there. Um, thank you for listening. But if we're if you're still here, we're gonna give you uh, a question, and we'll you send
1: us your answers and we'll answer it next week. Donovan, what do we want to ask the people? So the question is, in light of the the new movie coming out, Gojira versus Kong, who do you think's gonna win? Don thinks it's Kong. Khan thinks it's Godzilla. Adam King Kong. That's what oh, I'm talking goodness.
0: about. I am the minority here. Goodness gracious.
1: What? We'll find out tonight. Let us know what you think. And we'll
2: talk about it next week. And dad, S- thanks for listening to the Con and Don Variety Show. Tune in next week. There won't be a guest speaker. It will just be us. You've been listening to
0: IP Freely. You can check out my book Peeing Outside coming to shelves soon. Uh, I am Yoma Musfat.
2: And I am Johnny Cartwheels.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, y'all. We will see you next week.